0: Welcome to the Run Strong Podcast, episode 49. We're back with another interview. Rob Jones, I'll give you this one.
1: I've had the last three. I've, I've literally booked
0: all three guests. I've got one in the works, mate, and it's literally out. It's, he's talking about running, not even on land. Jesus. You've got Jesus. Potentially. It's going to be a big show 50, though. Running on water. <laughs> but anyway, Jenny, you are our guest this week. Hi. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks very much. Thanks for having me.
0: We, uh, we called you in because there is a project being launched in a few weeks' time, I think two weeks' time when this comes out, that you took part in last year, that is Project DXB, and you are one of the, the runners that came on and, and it really helped you become not only a better runner, but integrate into our community here at InnerFight and inspire a lot of other people to join our community at InnerFight and make you a very large part of the InnerFight Endurance community. How many times did I say community then? It's quite a lot. A lot. Skinny will be happy with that. It's all about community. (laughs) So we wanted to get you on because I think you have a great story to tell around it and yeah obviously promote Project TXV but (laughs) From <laughs> a side of you that isn't one of the coaches, from one of the athletes' perspective. So, welcome along. Thank you. We've called you all the way over. What is it? About three hundred meters from yeah. where you live? <laughs>
2: yeah, about that. Yeah, it took me two minute walk.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jenny, how did you first discover Project DXP?
2: So, um, I was following InnerFight and IFE for about maybe about a year or so. I have to admit, I did come in and do a little bit of CrossFit for maybe, I did one class.
1: So that's a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I did, I did
2: some work with one of the former coaches, and then she'd sign me off to do some to do the CrossFit classes. I did one class, and I just, for me, it just didn't stick. I knew that, for me, I wanted to get back into running, and at that point, I was recovering from... A back injury so I wasn't really able to run so I was being encouraged to try and do other other things and I want I had this yearning for wanting to be part of a community I'd been in Dubai for I think two years by that point and I, I still didn't feel that if I had a community and I want I had that in London and I had that in Scotland and I just I re- I wanted some friends <laughs> 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 Um, and Yeah, I think that then what happened was I then I did take a bit of time out to to go back to the UK to sort of reassess what I wanted to do and if I was going to stay in Dubai and I knew that if I came back something needed to change and that I needed to do something that involved running but I needed to try something different. I've always run on my own. I've never ran with people. I was never part of a running club in the UK um and because i followed you guys on instagram that's that's what happened you you did you did i think you'd shown like a video reel of the year before and i'd seen a couple of people on it like tina and i thought right well that's what i'm gonna do and i said i sat down with my parents that night and i said there's something that i'm going to apply for and i truly think that if i was to be able to be chosen and get on this program i really think it's going to change not just my fitness but i feel it's going to improve my confidence in terms of running i feel it's going to give me a community in dubai and i feel that i've actually now got another shot at being able to stay in dubai and have more of a purpose so then that's why my application form was probably a bit of a essay
0: (laughs) (laughs) What did you think when you're filling in the application form? Because it's a big part of the application process, and we sit and we read yeah. every single one, and we read really into yeah. the into yeah. what is written. Were you nervous, school exam style?
2: Yeah, I was. I was. Re- I was nervous because I knew that I wouldn't do myself justice if I wrote what I thought you wanted to hear. Um, there's that question that you ask about: what do you do? do you, is it do you snooze your alarm? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> And getting up in the morning for me is a massive, massive struggle. It, it still is um, some days. And you know, I could have written, "Oh yeah, spring out of bed, and <laughs> you know, love life." But that's that has never been the case for me. That's always been a struggle for me. So part of me thought, "Well, if, if I write that I'm not, then are they are they going to want me?" And that I, I did honestly think that. I thought, "Are they going to be nervous? That I'm going to miss." the sessions, they can be nervous that I'm not going to, essentially, represent what Project DQB is all about. Um, But I felt that there's no point in lying. you've, You've gotta be your authentic self and be honest about why you're applying in the first place. And that's why the application was so raw and so honest, because I'd had a really tricky time that year with my mental health, and I did really need something to bring me bring me out of that and I was hoping that you'd say yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) I suppose at this point we should probably add in that the project DXB project is a it's an application only process so people apply to either not just run the the marathon or the 10k but they apply to be trained and from all the applications, like me and Tom, we block out almost a full day. It was in that coffee shop in uh, the Spring Souk yeah. to go through the each and every application and think who would be a really good fit for the program, um, not necessarily the best runners per se, but who would benefit the most. So that it's pretty grueling, and quite intense. I and mean, we if you ever watch the X Factor when the yeah yeah the Simon Carl and uh, <laughs> David Williams arguing over who should get in. You'd be Louie, mate. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: It's, it's kind of like that.
1: It's,
2: it's yeah. really tough. I don't tough. know if I want to know if there's any arguments about whether
0: you're me or not. <laughs> no, because yourself. I think we're, we're both looking for the same thing, right? You, yeah. you want someone, it's not about whether you're a runner or not a runner. Mm-hmm. and it, It's not about whether we, if, if you've got someone who's like, yeah, I can, I jump out of bed and I measure my times like this and I get up in the morning to smash life and like they don't really need our help mm-hmm. or they're telling us they don't need our help. Like Project DXB is about taking non-runners or runners who want to get better to better times or to that finish line of a marathon Absolutely. so when if you want to come onto a running program we have that obviously from our run academy side of view but the project is, it is a project so we want to change people's lives mm. through it so the application process the hardest part of it actually is getting people to be truthfully honest with us on it and yeah, we we then go stalking a little bit on Instagram, don't we? <laughs> yes. And we do. Oh yes, you did we ask because you didn't ask for your Instagram. Yeah, handle. we ask for your Instagram yeah. handle because we go stalking, and we do it with everyone who comes to us for coaching. Mm. Like this part, this questionnaire is part of our onboarding. Mm. But the, it's very interesting to get the the project DXP, and we're also looking at when it comes in as well. Mm. So some people leave it very last minute, and they tend to rush their answers, and it's very noticeable for us to see. You know, what gets you up in the morning? Some people write coffee and it's like, well, then you don't give a shit, do you? So we know what the answer is. That w- how they gave that answer tells us how committed you are mm-hmm. to getting this, this done. So you filled it in, mm. you got chosen.
2: I think, can I just add something? Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind. I think another thing was that I had, I always, <laughs> now I'm the stalker, I was always looking at um, Track Tuesday. <laughs> Every week, I kept looking at the photographs, and I I really wanted to come along. Yeah. I didn't have the guts. I really I did not have the guts because I just was like, well, I, do, I that's not I can't do that. I can't I can't. It was very much, I can't do that, and I'm not good enough. Very really? much those like self-limiting beliefs. And um, when you advertise Project DXB, you made it very explicit that this was for people who were looking to do, like, you know, fast marathons, people that had maybe never run a marathon before, people that had done maybe one or two, but they wanted to improve. So you did make it seem, well, this is very, you know, it's very inclusive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what gave me the confidence to apply. Because if you'd not made it explicit like that, I wouldn't have had the confidence. So... Just a bit of feedback, it was <laughs> positive yeah how how you, how you promoted it
0: I wanna, uh, uh, kind of skipping forward, I want to ask you, can you remember your first track Tuesday?
1: <laughs> I think I got a message after it
2: <laughs> yeah, I do, so it was it was down at the beach, yeah and i had got I was very nervous about the five hundred fifty nine start because. <laughs> five fifty nine and I'd heard a lot about well it has to be five fifty nine so I think I was there about five twenty <laughs> sitting in my car, just kind of and then I could see people arriving, and everyone people knew each other and were chatting and I had to literally have a conversation with myself and get myself out the car and say' you you know you've been accepted, you've been given this opportunity get get out the car it was still I found it so nerve wracking and then that that first track, and also because I'd been in the UK so I'd missed the sort of onboarding session where everyone had met each other, mm. so you then feel like you're you're joining school late. Mm. Um, <laughs> and the, that session was a time trial. <laughs> so I came my first track Tuesday was
1: straight in at the beach. Straight weekend.
2: in, yeah, exactly. And Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal because the last part, the three K, I remember going the wrong way Mm
1: -hmm.
2: as well, and getting really stressed out about that and feeling stupid and then I remember then coming coming last and then seeing everyone gather for the photograph and I'm thinking, Oh my god, like I need to get you know, and just getting myself into a right stress fest and then Rob, you were you weren't there and yeah, I remember Tom just coming up to you and just bursting into tears <laughs> and having like proper snotty crying. <laughs> and then well, I remember you, it well. And then I remember you must, have, you must have messaged Rob because then I got this message from Rob saying, oh mate, what happened today? <laughs> um, but again, you know, I, I was being very honest with you. I said to you, I really struggle with anxiety. I'm really worried this is a mistake. What have I done? And the empathy that was there and understanding, you know, I got back in the car and thought, all right, well, I'm around good people and they've accepted me for who I am. And I've been able to be honest.
0: Yeah. So that was it, really. We've (laughs) all had our first Track Tuesdays. I think that's one thing we can all relate to, right?
2: Yeah.
1: And it's good progress because definitely you're not the last now, though, are you?
2: No, I'm not the last. (laughs) I'm still... (laughs)
1: Mid-packer now. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the last. There's still, you know, there's still a lot of room for improvement. But yeah. Yeah.
1: I want to know, so before you started Project DXB, and then you obviously started, what was your training like prior? Because you've done some races, some pretty decent lengthy races. Um, yeah. And so you're no stranger to running prior to this. So what, yeah. was, um, what was different in terms of the training style?
2: Yeah, I mean, I decided um, in... I was living in South Africa for a few, almost a year, and I loved the lifestyle out there, and I had decided out there that I really wanted to get into running. Um, and then, for you know a few reasons, I decided to come back to the UK, but I decided, well, just because I've moved back doesn't mean to say that that whole idea of running isn't gonna happen. So between April 2013 to about May 2014, I did my first 5K, 10K, half marathon and full marathon. So I did it for a sort of a fundraised for 12 months. I kind of called it my full circle challenge or something like that. Um, and like many runners, you just then catch that bug. And, and I loved it. I loved that feeling of crossing the line. I loved the the first time doing the marathon. But it was amazing. But I, I trained on my own. Mm. And I, ha- I didn't have any... I read Runner's World, <laughs> but I didn't understand <laughs> anything that was being written in it. <laughs> I, every every um, issue that came out, I thought, right, this time I'm going to understand it. And I, ne- I never did anything different. My running consisted of, you know, being on the treadmill at the gym and then doing some sort of longer runs around Edinburgh.
1: Mm.
2: And, yeah, I, th- I think the only thing that I knew what you should do was to increase and then gradually taper down.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: That w- Literally that was it. And then I started doing some more halves, I did a few more m- marathons, so I did, I think before Pro- Project DXB, I think I had done about eight or nine halves and four marathons, but I felt that just everything was just very samey. It was just, I could pretty much tell you to the exactly where I'd be when and I just couldn't seem to get past and one thing that I found really frustrating was that I walked a lot that was a key thing for me it was probably as important if not more than me trying to get a better time mm-hmm. was to reduce the amount of time that I walked <laughs> because I'd become this run walker it just yeah
0: so I th- actually think I remember you telling me that I just want to run a marathon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like there's no time. I just want to run. I just want to finish run it. Yeah, the run marathon. the whole thing. Yes. We could jump ahead to the marathon, but we won't yet. I'm interested to go back to the start of the project because we were just mm. having a look at your Training Peaks as, <laughs> as we like to <laughs> do. Pull it up again. Unsticking so, the microphone cable because sometimes, and I think we get this fairly not as often as we used to but we do get it you know you sign up you, you pay for project dxb you, you get accepted you pay your money okay make me a better runner
2: mm, you get your nice shoes you get your kit get all excited
0: and the go. the truth of it is it the hard work is only just beginning <laughs> how did that first month go and what was some tell us some of the you know maybe tell us some bad points and some good points of that first month
2: um, I think obviously it didn't help that I was in the UK when it kicked off Yeah. and despite Rob's encouragement for me to try and go and run around London, <laughs> I was almost in that mindset of no, that's not the right moment, I need to wait till I get back to Dubai and then it will start. Okay. And I just, I didn't have that right mindset and then I came back and obviously was, as I said it was a bit late, two weeks later into joining. Um. A positive for me was the structure that was something that i absolutely loved i loved the fact that there was now i could go to track tuesday i loved the fact that you had rob you'd put things in such as the strength and conditioning and whether i did come to inner fight or whether i did it in my own gym it i just knew it was nice to know what you had to do when mm-hmm. um and and that for me had been quite a big issue in in Dubai, in not having structure. Um, I guess another um, positive was, was meeting people. It was so, so nice to be able to feel that I could have a social life that didn't involve brunching and going out in the evenings and doing things that I was realizing that it wasn't actually helping me but i was doing them because at the time i was single and i didn't want to just be sitting at home on my own um so it was a it was just a huge change it, so there was, there was i can't really think of any negatives i guess it was the ne- I, I guess just for me it was still quite a struggle just making sure that i got it done sometimes there were days that i was still struggling quite a bit and i remember there i think there was one week that i Message you, Rob, and just said I've I've just not been able to do anything. Mm. I'm just completely paralyzed. I can't I can't do it. Um, so there were still those those bumps.
0: But you were also setting up a business at the time. Remember you telling me setting in the up surf house? Yeah,
2: exactly. Because um, in the summer, I'd um, my previous job had come to an end unexpectedly, which uh, had that was the do I stay, do I go, and setting up that business and being quite nervous even about trying to do that and there there was just so much going on that i that i had very little confidence and i didn't know people to ask i was very nervous about even asking for help and asking people for advice because there was a lot of oh are they gonna think i'm stupid it's it's hard but i'm i'm hoping that maybe there are some people listening that that go oh gosh yes i have been there too that you you have these strange thoughts of what other people are going to think and then when you tell people what you're doing it's amazing how many people how many people have ideas and actually can introduce you to new people and give you that belief as well the number of people that had said what's well, really brave what you've done you know and it's great that you've joined the project and yeah so it's good
0: okay so okay. initial training month is is done
2: initial training once was good (laughs) we'd you know we'd set up um you know whatsapp groups so you know that was a really nice way as well of getting to know um the rest of the guys we did our um our longer runs on a saturday day from memory and then we met started meeting up at surf house and again really loved that part of the weekend in london i'd had a real solid structure on a Saturday of doing back to back classes at my gym with a group of people. And that was the best part of my weekend. So it was nice to feel that this was like the replacement and that I was getting to know new people. So, yeah.
0: And you were quite a big part of that because we set the schedule in terms of runs and things, but we don't say, then you've got to go and chat to everyone and see if I was for a coffee afterwards. Mm. And I obviously ran year one on my own and it was 12 people. And I could see uh, five or six of them would, would get together afterwards and grab a coffee. Mm-hmm. But last year with you guys, I think only about four or five people who had to like shoot off quickly or, couldn't, yeah. couldn't or didn't want to be part of the social group. Mm. But I think you as particularly were quite good at just pulling everyone together. You, you set up the WhatsApp group. And yeah, I mean, you guys are still friends yeah. now, right? Year yeah, on. we
2: are. And th- that has been amazing like some of my closest friends i've made from project dxb um and i feel that it's like i feel that i've helped them over the last few months in tricky times and vice versa and it's you just we still have that group sometimes people still ping messages back <laughs> and forth on that group um <laughs> nearly a year later yeah I it's think so some people nice. think it's forced, but it's not. Yeah, it's it, so lovely, and I mean, oh, well, for example, you know, my partner went out cycling this morning with with Ryan. He was yeah. on Project DXB, and you know, it was only from me saying to my partner, "Well, come on, like, go cycling with Ryan. Like, I know him from, from Project DXB, and he's a great guy." And you know, I told him a bit about his story, and you know, he came back this morning like, "Oh, yeah, we're going to make it a regular thing now. We're going to cycle on a Monday together." Yeah, and that is that's gold it's just so nice
0: it is mate what you've you're coaching jenny at this point yes. one month in we've seen a lot of red we won't <laughs> go back to that how one month in how's jenny how's jenny doing what are we looking markers wise is there an appraisal at the end of month one and if it's no good we're kicking her
1: out or no do you know what after she had actually briefed me that she would be in the uk and so what we did obviously the initial week one didn't get off To a great start let me go back actually i just want to pull this up because we were just laughing at it before we started i think week one we uh we started on a thursday and uh from thursday to sunday nothing happened week two from monday to saturday nothing happened but then you started running on sunday a week and two days afterwards with a a very punchy 30 minute lactate heart rate test it's a baptism by fire but then after that like i think Like you say, once you're back in Dubai and you got the feel of the community and you got introduced to people, it wasn't as intimidating. Actually, there's your first Track Tuesday session as well. It wasn't as intimidating as people believe it to be. And once you get that over that first step, it's, uh, we're all nice people. I mean, we may not come across as nice people all the time. You're looking at me when you say that. Yeah. (laughs) I can't say without smiling. Ultimately, we just want to help people run. And so... Obviously, with a big goal in mind of running a marathon, we just had to make sure that you did start to run and chip away at the sessions. Um, but then you did quite quickly once you saw how happy everybody was and friendly.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I think once you remove that anxiety block, it you just become so much easier, right?
2: Definitely, because I still get it from time to time and I'll still have even... Track Tuesday sessions now, where I get very frustrated with myself um, and depending on what the session is, like for example, if a session involves distance, then that's obviously harder for me because I'm one of the slower lot. If you're if we're doing time, so running for three minutes, blah, 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 we're all finishing at the same time and irrespective of how far people go. So they're my favorite trying Tuesdays because we all finished <laughs> together and are all one Learned big, happy family. <laughs> <Feedback>. <laughs> but then when it's distance, that, that's a hard one. Like, obviously, like I remember last week I said to you, look, if I continue this way, everyone's gonna be waiting for me by dinner time. Can yeah. I just-
1: So we just adjusted your session. We adjusted,
2: we? but I feel that's been the biggest change is that before I would have got so anxious about it and freaked out that I might have potentially just skipped it. Mm-hmm. and not told anyone and then i then go back home feeling guilty and upset that i've not done it properly whereas now i feel confident that i can be honest with you and say look how would you feel if i just skip that last 200 so that i can not finish
1: not finish <laughs> super late yeah um get in the photo and and be I, able to get to work on time
2: yeah so i just because again it comes down to me being more confident with being honest and just Thinking well, actually, I know you far better now, and I know that you're not going to say to me,
1: "No." <laughs> <laughs> and if I did, you just tell me to f off. Yeah, anyway. probably. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, like I still, I still get it from time to time, but I've learned to manage it better, and I've learned to look at ways of well, if I, if I have a frustrating session, then I'll I'll spend more time reflecting on it and understanding why. Yeah. Rather than just going into a pit of doom
0: <laughs> can you remember any particular times you had that clear lesson during you know november you begin then you get to december then christmas time and, and that's the start of december is where we're kind of looking at people and going okay are they they want to do a marathon is it mm. is it possible that they are going to and obviously we can see you didn't have the best start so you must have had a little bit of a push somewhere to go okay let's forget about being anxious for now and let's get training and get going can you remember a particular day or what happened
2: (laughs) yes very clearly actually it was a 30 i'm gonna tell them the story about the the hill in malaysia
1: ah yes
2: i think was it 35k i had to do uh it was one of the longer it was like essentially one of the longest distances it was so it would have been uh, around about the 28th 29th of december
1: yeah i've got it here yeah tempo builder 28k so, so after 20k you have uh building pace progressively over the next 5k and then an easy mm. 2k cooldown. No,
2: no 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 it Not was a one. long 35 kilometer
0: a bit after the new year then That'll be one of the, uh, the long run meetings. No, 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 no. It was
2: definitely around about the 29th, 30th of December because. So, the, so I was in Malaysia with my family and I said to them, I have to, I have to do a long run. And I was looking at this map trying to figure out how do I do a long run in Penang? I didn't know Penang. And so I got up and I started going around the botanical gardens but that was only about 4K. So I did a couple of loops of that from memory and then I thought, no, this, this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to think outside the box. So I started venturing up Penang Hill, but thought, for some reason I thought, well, you know, I'll venture up, but I'm sure it'll flatten out at some point. And I ended up hiking up Penang Hill <laughs> and, I was out for about six hours or something ridiculous like that in the Malaysian heat.
1: (laughs) It was five hours, 34 minutes and 39 seconds.
2: And everyone else is either getting the cable car up Penang Hill or they're taking the the tourists are taking like the the trucks. And here's me hiking up Penang Hill and then knowing at the top that I've then got to go all the way back down again. And then when I got back to the hotel, I was still a couple of k short. Mm. And I went straight through the doors of the hotel, went up to the gym, and I finished it off on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> and that, for me, was just the... I'm getting it done. Yeah. Because you've put in that distance, and it doesn't matter whether I've sprinted it, ran it, climbed it, swam it. That distance is going in the book today <laughs> in Penang <laughs> because it's... I think, for me, that was very much a mental... It's getting done because... There's no margin for just going on a shorter run because I'm in Penang. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: And that that got you to an eight and a half hour running week. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> yes, you he ran p- Christmas morning as so I did a track session on Christmas I did, did, day. I
2: did, yeah, that yeah exactly. I'd, um, in Hong Kong, in yeah, Hong Kong. went down and, and uh, ran round um the marina. Took little videos, sent it to the guys in the WhatsApp group as well. We all were sending videos on Christmas morning of our runs. So again, yeah. it was just such a everyone was spread all over the place. It was oh, it was fantastic.
0: So that that long run happened, and was that a little bit of a switch? You were like, oh, I've sussed this out now. I know how to get through these.
2: I guess so, because I guess it was just a very much a well, I'm at the top of the hill now, and there's I can either go back down or I can get a taxi and I'm absolutely not doing that because I think what's also helped hugely is that you guys can see the data you can't <laughs> you can't cheat no hiding <laughs> yeah. and so it was a, yeah it doesn't matter how long it takes it's just very much a case of, of of getting it done and I wanted to I wanted to prove to myself that I could do a distance of that length in conditions that I'd not prepared for and conditions that I'd never been in um, I think it's one thing trying to do a longer run around London and you've mapped it out and you've thoroughly prepared and you know where you're going but to try and do it in an island that you have absolutely no idea what's going on. Trickier. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that gets us through Christmas and normally I think these sort of projects or these things people think oh yeah, at the start everyone's showing up and doing their long run together and then everyone has a coffee together it'll slowly fizzle out you guys actually got stronger I think as a community as you hit January definitely four weeks to go till marathon time can sometimes swing the other way when you've got a lot of people watching you and and being around you were you starting to get nervous for race day
2: um honestly I wasn't
0: that's amazing
2: it was the first time that I felt really prepared. It was the first time I felt really excited and, and confident about it. And just, I felt that I had a really good shot of getting a better time. But I also really wanted, I was excited about the challenge of the of the distance, of seeing how far I could run without stopping. Um, that definitely was was a big thing for me because I'd done the Yas half in November and then the Dubai Creek Striders in the December. And with both of them, I think I'd managed to... I think with Yas, I'd managed to run up to about maybe 10, 11K without stopping, which was an insane improvement. The most I'd ever run without stopping... I think was a 10k race about three years ago and it wasn't even my fastest 10k um and i think doing those halves and knowing that i'd got up to sort of the 11 12k distance i was like i wonder what is possible on the day i think there was a little bit of nerves because as as you can imagine there was a lot of um you know whatsapp chat going around in terms of who's doing, are you do, how many gels are you taking and how? <laughs> it, yeah. and, and you had to remember, like, this is daft comparing because I'm going to take far more gels than someone that's doing, like, a sub three. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, like, what, what are you having for your breath? You know, the, all that tended to be the sort of nutrition things and I thought, like, this is something that I need to just discuss with Rob and have the plan and remember that this is my race and no one else's (laughs) that's the key um rather than because the whatsapp chat was was amazing for so many things but i would say that would be one thing that i would advise anyone else for the future is to not get so bogged down it's almost like how mothers compare raising their children (laughs) <laughs> and which, which I can, I'm not I, I can't speak from experience but I hear friends saying that they can get very anxious when mothers compare what they do with their child and it's, it's yeah. your child and people will change and their entire strategy absolutely. based on what somebody and, else is and doing and you have to do what is going to work for you and and just and stick to that and have that that um confidence that that's the right thing to do because I think some people change things last minute because they'd heard that someone else was doing this and that's just daft
0: agreed <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's one thing we
0: say never try anything new on race yeah, day. yeah exactly yeah so let's talk about the prep into the marathon then mm-hmm. you're feeling confident mm-hmm. with your plan yes
1: coach rob also very do you know what because th- this is my first year that i did the project you obviously did it on your own the first year second year you brought me on and we uh we had a bit of banter ourselves. We're trying to compare who's going to win, <laughs> who's going to beat who. Side bet, Combined fastest times. Oh all sorts of side hustles are going on. But I was strongly... Com- One thing we did actually say that we had no doubt about anybody that was running the event that they wouldn't finish. Yeah, and we were that. really confident in how many people were going to smash personal bests. As yeah. we'd sat down and go, actually, it's a really good group. Slow starting, but they've, they've really... Um, put their heart and soul into the project. So I was really confident, really excited as well. I remember, mate, how excited (laughs) you were.
0: (laughs) Even on the day, you were like, I lost my my
1: voice (laughs) on the day, on the first 5K section we were sitting at. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, going into it, we had obviously 24 Mm. Project DXB. for. I think we had about two or three on the 10K. Two or three on the 10K, I think, yeah. Twenty, twenty two. everyone else wanted to do Marathon. And then we had our other clients... From the IFE team. Total, I think we were high 30s. Mm. How do Mm. you feel walking up to a marathon start line with a team around you?
1: Well, because actually, let me add to this because what we'd arranged is we would meet everybody and we'd do a whole team warm up off to the side, didn't we? Which we did. Which we did. Why are you laughing, Jenny? (laughs) Late
0: for it.
2: Because there was, uh, uh, I've never experienced anything like that. And it was, again, that made me start that marathon with a completely different mindset. Yeah. Normally, I'm on my own. Um,
1: Doing some static stretches at yeah, the Yeah, and literally just
2: going back and forth to the toilet and, yep. yeah, just and queuing up again and then going back and queuing up again, <laughs> going back and then taking maybe, like, a selfie of myself <laughs> on my own. Um, and for us to do that team warm-up, all in kit, and, oh, it was, it was, like, I really feel part of this.
0: It's weird because a start line, I mean, I've been stood on start lines with hundreds of people. It can be the loneliest place yeah, on earth. absolutely. And you're only you are talking in your own head and mm. you can get yourself as psyched up or as psyched down absolutely, both ways depending yeah. on your mindset. I remember the buzz. I'm even like, honestly, got goosebumps now. Remembering the buzz of the morning, race morning of Dubai mm. Marathon 2020. Because it was just a sea of black and red yeah. and, and ife and as coaches we literally didn't really do anything we were just there and you guys as as what you were as a little a hub of yourselves just took care of any there was no inspiration speeches anything <laughs> needed it was just these guys are meeting up for their long run it happens to be on dubai marathon day and they're all yeah. laughing there's that picture anthony took a selfie isn't there and he, he sent it to us when we <laughs> i think after the start gun <laughs> He got it
1: after the start, the time, and finish. Then he must have been running. He must running have. Gone, oh, I just need time. to send this to them. Yeah, it <laughs> was hey, incredible. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's. I think it's actually quite unique. I don't know any other race like that. To be honest, to start and it, it's almost puts you in a false place because you're like, I should be more nervous for mm. this, and I'm not.
2: Mm. Absolutely, it was it, the start. I, I felt so different when I started. It was just, it was bizarre it was almost like should i be feeling this chills <laughs> yeah. yeah um but i was so prepared like you know i had i mean you, rob you'd you know completely changed even you know my whole dinner prep the you know the night that's before. right yeah I remember this good old salmon <laughs> we talked um, we talked
1: yeah dinner what yeah. should i have for dinner the night yeah, before yeah. yeah and
2: just all of that and just having everything, I mean everything I think was laid out and ready I think the previous morning, whereas in previous, especially in halves, I've usually been with my family in Spain, we've gone out for a late night dinner, we've probably had a bit of wine as well, right. and it's been a very much a 3am, cobble everything together, sleep for a couple of hours and then off we go. This was very different, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Sounds very different, yeah we actually even practiced our race warm up a few times, hadn't we? We'd done it. Yes, we've got the project yes, guys to track Tuesday session early, mm. and we'd done a pre race mm. warm up practice.
2: Yeah, that really helped. And again, it was quite exciting when it was like those that are doing the marathon do this, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can remember actually because they didn't open the track early enough, so we would do it in the car park. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to stop That's shouting right. at the security guard. because. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Is in the track at all. <laughs> okay so the gun yeah. goes off start line and then the community vibe kind of dispels yes. and you're running your own race everyone you feel? everyone leaves me everyone leaves.
2: <laughs> <laughs> everyone's gone <laughs> um so we'd had our we'd had our, our plan that uh the goal for me was to get to 15k uh without stopping without breaking into a walk Mm-hmm. So that would was essentially going to take me around my first loop um, and then come back to where the Madinat is. Yeah, that's where you, we were. Where you guys were. We
1: about 10K in, I
2: think About that. And then I would need to carry on for that a little bit more. So that for me really helped because I thought, I'm not going to think beyond that. I'm essentially going to focus on a 15K run. Um, and I think there's a lot of when we talk about the Dubai marathon it upsets me because there are a lot of people that feel very negative about the route oh don't get me started on that we
0: were just talking about this
2: (laughs) and (laughs) I just I'm like I'm the complete opposite I really like it and I think that one of the reasons I really liked it was because when we do the loop and I'm running down one way and then there are a lot of inner fight crew that have already turned on that loop Mm. i get to see everyone (laughs) and there's a lot of people that are maybe in the middle that don't really pass many people because of my speed i'm always i was always seeing other people and that was (laughs) it felt like a little game of where's wally where I would be just running along, and it was just a little game that I'd be like searching for someone from Inner Fight coming the other way, and then you would do a little wave, and then at one point there was a lady that ran past me, and she said, "You know everyone." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it was very much a mind thing; it took my mind off the the task at hand. And so then when I got round that loop, and then saw you guys. And I remember, Rob, you were saying, you know, how are you doing? And I said, yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, I felt kind of, yeah, yeah, I feel really good. This is fine. So then I got to 15 and I thought, well, this is daft. I feel fine. So why would I stop? So I thought, right, well, if I can do that, then surely I can run to halfway. And if anything out of this, if I can finish this marathon knowing that I ran a half marathon nonstop, that would be the biggest achievement irrespective of time. So actually my mind had gone from trying to get a PB to trying to do CFR the... See how far you could go without yes, stopping. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. I thought this could break me. So I'd kind of then deviated from the strategy <laughs> a little bit. We'd broken it down into chunks of seven. That was it, Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do these these three lots of seven. I'll get to the 21. And then, yeah, got to, got to the halfway point and thought, this is mad. Like, I've never run this far, ever. And I was really interested looking at the time, though, because I looked at my watch and realized that it wasn't my fastest half. Mm-hmm. But it was more just, it was consistent. Um, so I think, like, having a little look at the stats here, it was... 2:32, that I did the half halfway point. Um, whereas my marathon four years previous in London, it had been two no other way round. It was 2:36 in Dubai and 2:32 in London. I've done it the wrong yeah. So it was it was actually slower. Um, and then I and, and I kept going. I managed to get to 33k without stopping, <laughs> and the goal had been sort of the 12 to 15 mark, Yeah, and yeah, that that was pretty special, I remember, th- uh, but and when I got to 33, I physically couldn't give any more, I knew, it, I wasn't upset that I had to stop, it was more like, this is incredible, I, I'm, I'm at breaking point, and I know that I need to break into a bit of a walk now, and I then ran, walked yeah. The rest of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I found really interesting is that, yes, I did get a PB. It was like two, so what did I get? Five eighteen fifty-five. London, four years prior, had been five 22 or 8. So in the grand scheme of things, it's not a huge difference. It's a PB, and I'm delighted it's a PB, but I find it really interesting that three minutes is the margin and that's running all that way. Whereas with London, I ran, I did a run walk from about the five K mark. Yeah. So I'm, that's now my kind of motivation for improvement is that this initial motivation was to improve how long I can run for. And I've managed to go from about 10, 11k to 33k. <laughs> yeah, so much. Which is nuts. Cause, yeah. I mean, I just that for me still gives me goosebumps. I cannot believe sometimes now when I'm running, I'm like, <laughs> how did I do that? How did I run 33 <laughs> yeah. k without yeah. stopping? Um, but now, and it, but it's nice because now there's a different motivation. There, now there's, okay, well, I have to work on my speed because if I can run that distance without stopping and the margin is only three minutes then in order to get that bigger margin i'm gonna have to work on the speed so there's a different there's there's something different different goals now isn't it yeah Yeah. which i don't know maybe i'm jumping the gun in your questions but i guess that's now has been a positive it wasn't that i finished and i thought well that's that then i've achieved what i've had to achieve and i'm just going to go back to running on my own it was well. This is amazing. This is what I've done, but I want. There's so much more I want. And we yeah. can tell
1: actually when you when you cross the finish line, you were pretty excited. Yeah. And so much so that I think your uh, your finish time was five eighteen fifty five. Yeah. But your uh, training peach or uh, training peach <laughs> training peaks time I think showed about five fifty nine or something because you were so excited you forgot to stop your watch. Yep. Got in the car, drove off.
2: Classic. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like they say,
0: a marathon's like a good mullet. <laughs> the party's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you had a great time. <laughs> I'm, oh sorry, I'm sorry. sorry, listeners. <laughs> How, I mean, the first thing <laughs> you see on a marathon finish line, everybody is focused on stopping that watch. <laughs> she didn't care. Didn't care. You're just thinking...
2: I think it was... Champagne. The, I think it was... Champagne. Thing, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I, ha- I got home. I had a McDonald's in the bath. <laughs> and... Did you know that I had more comments on my Instagram stories about the McDonald's and the bath than the fact that I actually had done a PB marathon? I thought, let's look at the bigger picture here, everyone. Jeez. I don't know why everyone found it so funny, but it was, yeah.
1: Celebrate with the McDonald's and the bath. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. It was great. I don't know what to say back to that. <laughs>
2: I think because when I got, I knew that it was going to be a PB and it was just, I was just beyond excited. I thought, this is insane. I've done 33K nonstop without going into a walk. And I'm also going to get a PB when I never thought four years after doing London, that that would you know I thought when I did London I would never do a marathon again my da- I remember my dad saying well you promise that you'll never do a marathon again <laughs> yeah he was mom my mom and dad bless them were just sick of coming to support and obviously it's a you know about a five-hour job coming out to support and they never made it to the finish line they missed me every time oh. <laughs> and with London dad cracked he was like that's it no more fools, you've just got to stick to 10s and halves. <laughs> so <coughs> I pretended that I was opting for the 10K for Project ah. DXB <laughs> for a long time. And then it was only later on I said, oh, by the way, I decided that uh, it's gonna be the fool.
1: I've
0: been allowed to do <laughs> yeah, more, that's exactly. they've let me. Nice. Yeah,
2: so mm-hmm.
0: Good, so that's done, finished, McDonald's in the bath. There was some socialing afterwards. <laughs> Not in, not in the bath. Not
1: in
0: the bath. (laughs) What do you then? You said you want to get faster. That was your, That was your goal. Yeah. Obviously, COVID nineteen comes along and says, "Hold your run shoes." Yeah. You jumped on a rower. Yeah. (laughs) And you you basically went from Project DXB to Project Row.
2: Project Row, yeah. Project Row was amazing. How did?
0: How would Project DXB? Set you up for Project row do you think? Project Row. thats what it's calling it now. What we're calling it.
2: Okay. Yeah, Project row um, I think the thing was was that I had I, I'd known this before, but it had cemented it even more so with Project DXP that I knew that I I I had to exercise in order to like look after my my physical and my mental well being, and that it wasn't it, it was a there was a no negotiation for that, and then. We'd done the rack half marathon in February, got a PB with that, so I was still just cruising on this high. Ran so you
0: stayed on plan.
2: Stayed on plan, after. ran the whole way on that half marathon. Yeah. Um, and and even had a little running buddy. Had some guy that had never done a half before, and he asked to run with me, which was very exciting. <laughs> he must have seen
1: the McDonald's in the he bath. Heard about McDonald's? <laughs> Been yeah. following you on your story, like I can relate to this. He'd heard about the I'm bath here. social? He was hoping there'd be a bath afterwards, maybe. <laughs> different kind of bubbles not the champagne
0: type
2: anyway (laughs) um when we went into lockdown when we got the the direct um the the government were saying you know we can't go out and run Mm. i i did literally go into a, a sort of mini meltdown and think well how am I going to cope with this, what what can I do, I can't, there's only so much I can do on my balcony, and I'm, I know that I'm more of a endurance cardio person than someone that's going to just do lots of squats and lunges and this and that, I just couldn't, I tried to set up something on my balcony, but it just didn't work. So I had dabbled with a bit of rowing when I'd had my back injury a few years prior, Um. Because the pain in my back, it was more like it gone to my leg. So they'd said, "Well, if you're careful, you could you could row." And when I did, when I was doing rowing, I I you know thought for just a laugh, I would look up some of the times of 500 meters and 2k, and I thought, well, "Actually, it's not it's not too bad." Um, and then I decided to. I was heading back to um, the UK a few months after that. This was at the beginning of. 2019, and the same weekend that I was in Manchester for something else, the English champs were on. So I thought for for kicks, I would just <laughs> enter and just see how I'd get on. And and I yeah, I did. I, my my goal was not to come last. And there was a sort of 10, 15 people in each in each heat. And for, I th- I came fourth in the um, fourth in the 2k and six in the 500 metres. And, yeah, it gave me a bit of a boost, and I think I'd always thought, well, I'd love to kind of continue rowing, and then when when lockdown happened, rowing just it just popped into my head again, and I thought, I need to get hold of a rower.
1: It just, just kept me busy. I had to start researching rowing. Yeah, I remember. Massive <laughs> overloads of rowing. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and so wheeled an inner fight (laughs) concept two into the apartment (laughs) and I thought about well what do I want to achieve here well a lot of it was really just to to keep up the fitness and to make sure that I was you know doing something almost every day to to keep to keep things ticking over but I thought wouldn't it be cool if I could get myself up to a 10k distance because I'd only ever done the sprints. I'd only ever really done 500 meters and 2K sprints, and then probably like the most, maybe ever, road had been 3 or 4K as a sort of let's see how long I can roll for. So I remember saying to Rob, well, I'd love to get up to 10K, that'd be awesome over a number of months. And then I think I managed that in like the first week. week.
1: <laughs> this is stupid, why don't we just do 10K? Get out of the way. Um, yeah.
2: And I think from there, that's when I thought, hang on, we could be in this for a while. And even when it, when we come out of, of running, it's getting hotter. I'm not likely to be able to travel back to the UK. I needed something that was going to... And also, I was due to do the Ultra in Chamonix, wasn't that's I? That's right, yeah. So I think it, that was in also... June f- it was, wasn't it? That was also a factor, knowing, well, actually, I was training for this Ultra and what could I do... I need something else. And that's when I sent you that message, didn't I? And I said, I want to do something that scares me. And 100K scares me. Can I do it?
1: 100K row. What 100K row. Yeah.
2: And yeah. And
1: <laughs> Did it. We set a date and we put a plan in action and then smashed it. That was what was it. the final time for that?
2: Final time was 10 hours 58 Minutes 52 seconds. There we
1: go. Um, Project DXB to 100 kilometer <laughs> row. Yeah, row. it was.
2: I'd got a fair few half marathons in there. I did about two, three marathons, a 50k, which was. Un, I got under the five hours. That's for right. That. In the, oh, in
1: the build up, in the training, you mean? Mm,
2: yeah. Yeah. And then the 100 kilometer row was on the 8th of May. Um, and that was, yeah. Well, the aim was to get under 12 hours and did it just under the 11.
0: Yeah, I remember oh. the day actually. I remember you saying in the group. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening.
2: Do you know what's interesting though is that I've still never, I've still not put a single photograph up on Instagram about it. <laughs> it's, It became something that there was a huge build up to it and there was actually a bit of a crash after. Mm-hmm. And I think again, for people listening, I think it's so important that you... You celebrate, but then you try and think about the next thing, or at least put something small in. Because I did feel a sense of <laughs> mourning <laughs> that I'd, you know I'd spent so long yeah. in 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 doing this, and I had been going live on Instagram. It was a great way of connecting with my family and friends, and so I felt it really helped me get through that p- bad part of COVID. Um, But what I did do before I handed uh, the roar back to you guys, I had one last challenge for myself, and that was to get up one morning, row a marathon myself, not tell anyone, not even Rob, not put it on social media, nothing. Because everything else had been this, this is what I'm doing, and there was lots of good luck, and how do you even smash it? And I wanted to prove to myself that actually you can still get up and smash out a challenge without necessarily needing the
0: external yeah uh, intrinsically motivated yeah absolutely
2: having people around you and yeah it was and it was a really special feeling actually that morning getting up and doing the whole still doing the whole plan of nutrition and just Mm -hmm. felt very quiet and actually very peaceful Mm. and I did it and I absolutely smashed the time as well. It was just unbelievable. I got a PB, got that recorded on Concept2 logbook, and then I felt my job is now done. <laughs> and then you guys wheeled away the wheeled
1: machine. Wheeled away the rower. <laughs> so we could open in the gym again. The servicing. Yeah.
2: But I do miss <laughs> it, though, so I'm, I want to. I definitely do want to consider something there, too.
0: Okay. Well, you don't, luckily you don't live too far away. Yeah. <laughs> Come in and use one. Yeah. Jenny, I have a, a question for you. It's putting you on the spot a little bit. Describe you, yourself in three words before Project DXB and describe yourself in three words now. Oh,
2: crikey. Um,
0: just three words. Just three.
2: Three words. Well, you know I'm not good at this because I'm a talker. Um... Confidence lacking—that's one word. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> she
1: hyphened it with her fingers. I'm not then. sure about that.
2: <laughs> um, Anxious—I've got to include that one. Um, anxious. Um, Determined—I would still—I would say determined before, definitely. So Um, it's like that, it's that weird blend for me. It's like, I am an anxious person, but I'm always determined to try and overcome it. Yeah. It's always been like that.
0: And it was that determination that got you on the project. Yes. Yeah.
2: So I guess...
0: It did. It shone through in the application
1: as well. Yeah. What about post, post project? Who's Jenny
0: Wilson now? Still determined. Determined.
2: (laughs) 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 Um... Grateful, can I say that yeah yeah i'm great like there's a lot there's a lot of gratitude that's come through now in terms of the the person that i've become and the things that I've got through and the community and so there's a lot of gratitude there um and um inspiring I would like to fe- i would like people that are listening to you know you've heard my times you know they're they're not super, super Mo Farah style. They are very, I'm a normal girl who's gone out and just run a marathon in her, t- in her own time and set goals. And And when people say to me, I could never run a marathon or, oh gosh, the furthest I could ever run would be 500 meters. It's complete rubbish because it is 100% down to how determined you are, how much you want it and that that belief and that that it's it can be done it's a mind it's a mind thing yeah yeah and you you can see that when you watch any race, you see people of all you know heights, shapes, sizes, mm-hmm. ages, and you know that just watch a race, and that's easy to to see it doesn't matter who you are you can anyone can do it, but it's whether you want it or not. But it will change you.
0: Very true. Jenny, I think you might get some questions off the back of this. How can people get in touch with you? Instagram.
2: Instagram. Instagram um, I'm 100 meters away from Inner Fight. <laughs> 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 I've got a lovely coffee machine. <laughs> What's your Instagram? Jenny Nicola Wilson.
0: That's the one. And so reach out on Instagram, email. Email,
2: yeah, I can give that to you.
0: Phone number, address. Phone number, <laughs> bath time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Preferred bath time, <laughs> McDonald's order.
0: Um, yeah, so they can Instagram message you at Jenny Nicola Wilson. Yes. What can they email you on?
2: Um, email would be just get the Jenny Nicola Wilson at gmail.com. There we go. Guys, uh, if you have
0: any questions, please. Jenny, I know you're pretty open to getting back to most people and oh, helping absolutely. everyone out.
2: definitely. No questions, a stupid question.
0: <laughs> so yeah, please get in touch. And I think that's a great way to wrap up the show of, of how you're feeling now compared to how you were feeling before. And, and it, I've got to say as well, I wasn't your coach for it, but I saw you change as it, as it went on. And just the main thing I saw was your confidence yeah. come out. And like I said, you were definitely one of the leaders who helped that social group come together. I saw you help other people in the group. You, you did a, a webinar for us during lockdown yeah. and, and helped a lot of people there. Inspired a lot of people with your row. And thank you so much for coming on here and doing the same.
2: Thank you. Thanks thank so much, you. guys.
0: We'll be back next week with a man who runs <laughs> not necessarily on the road. <laughs> it's the <a> cryptic message. <laughs> I don't know what this is. No, you don't. Get the secret. All right, we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening.